0: hello christian singles welcome back to another podcast episode of single plus i am your host dari white osa thank you so much for tuning in if you're not subscribed go ahead and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify you can also follow on social media at my single plus. So for today's topic, I'm not quite sure at this moment what I'm going to name it, but this is something that has been on my heart for the last few days, if not close to a week. So I'm gonna be in Revelation today, Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through verse 16. I'll be reading from the Amplified version. So if you're not familiar with the Amplified Bible, it definitely does break down certain words to give it a deeper. Meaning, So starting, well, let's start at verse 15. This is to the church at Laodicea, which is one of the seven churches that received a letter. So it says, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold, invigorating, refreshing, nor hot, healing, therapeutic. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm, spiritually useless, how devastating is that to hear? And neither hot nor cold, I will vomit you out of my mouth, rejecting you with disgust. So I wanna give some context here before I tie this into what we usually deal with here on the podcast, singleness, dating, relationships. Laodicea, as I mentioned, it's one of the seven churches. It was one of the wealthiest cities at the time uh, d- during the Roman times. It was one of the wealthiest cities in Phrygia and it was famous for baking, uh, banking, medical schools, textile industries, and its only major weakness was its water supply so they did not provide heat for healing for the spiritual sick nor cool refreshment for the spiritual weary so this so this reference to hot and cold was a representation of the fact that again they had an inadequate water supply the water wasn't hot enough and the water wasn't cold enough it was something in the middle so with that going on with them during that time physically you know they're actually going through this Jesus summons believers who were complacent, lax, lifeless, indifferent, and tolerant of evil. Tolerant of evil, because even it says in verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door of the church and continually knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him, restore him and he with me. So basically, this church was indifferent. They were indifferent. So they're called to repentance and they're called to seek a genuine connection, a genuine relationship, as opposed to just, you know, living carelessly, indifferent, lax. So they're rebuked for that. And God rebukes those who he loves. When you're rebuked, that means that you are his child. So the promise of intimacy with Jesus is expressed through this invitation by him saying, I am Uh, the door open the door so he can come in to dine so as i was thinking about this piecing it all together because unfortunately i do hear sometimes that the bible is irrelevant it's no longer relevant because it was written thousands and thousands of years before but that is a lie The Bible is just as relevant today as it was written during Paul's time, as it was written during the years of the early church in Acts, as it was written even in the Old Testament during Jeremiah and with David. So the Bible is just as relevant. It's something that we can depend on. It's something that we can be sure of. And as I've been working on my own consistency, taking things to a new level with my quiet time and my Bible reading the more i read the word the more clearer things have been becoming even if i don't understand a verse right away on the surface i can ask holy spirit so yes there may be things that aren't dealt with specifically in the bible that have to do with our day and time but that's what holy spirit is for he is a teacher he can bridge in those gaps so as i was thinking of the topic for this episode i really was thinking of this verse about being neither hot nor cold and recently i have seen posts in facebook groups with christian singles who are really just sharing from their hearts they're sharing their frustrations they're thinking is this ever going to happen for me am i ever going to meet the right person i haven't been on a date no one's checking for me, or I'm putting my dating profile out there. I'm on dating apps, but guys don't find me attractive. I hear, I see that from a lot of women. Like, should I you know, wear more makeup or should I do this? Should I do that to attract a man? And then I see some things from the men, you know, saying, you know, I keep getting friend zoned. She doesn't think I make a lot of money or I'm not her type because of my height and body build. There's so many things that I'm seeing and a lot of it is just rooted in discouragement. And sometimes I hear Christian singles say, Well, you know, I want to believe God, but I, I'm just, I don't think that there's a reason for it anymore. I'm getting older. Time is passing. I was even having a conversation with a woman who is 36. She's not married. And she basically told me, excuse me, she basically told me that though she still wants to get married and she desires marriage even now as she's getting closer to 40, the real reason is that. She's like, I just don't want to be hurt. I'm tired of being disappointed. I'm tired of getting my hopes up. I'm just tired of it all. And I really had to just be real. And I think that's how it relates to this particular verse about being neither hot nor cold and just picking aside. Do you believe God or not? That's what I'm really getting down to with this episode. Do you believe God or not? And some could argue and say, yes, I do, but it's hard. And, you know, it hasn't happened yet. It's been so long or it's been years since my last relationship or I've never been in a relationship or I've been through this. I've been through that. And it's just painful. I hear all of that. I hear all of that. I empathize with the men and women who have been heartbroken who have gone through some traumatic experiences when it comes to relationships, whether it was a breakup, whether it was a divorce, and you you have hope, like you haven't completely lost hope, but that hope is frail, your faith is spiritually fatigued, and you're trying to conjure up, you know, faith to believe again but you're just tired but i'm here to empower you through the holy spirit as i say this are you going to believe god or not regardless of what it looks like regardless of what it feels like regardless of what you see regardless if you have prospects or not regardless if you're dating someone or not do you believe god for this area of marriage for this area of relationships because it's a beautiful desire if you truly have a a desire to honor God in your relationship and you want a kingdom marriage regardless of how long it's been do you believe God for it don't be in between thinking well if it happens then fine but you know if it's not then I guess I'm just going to be alone for the rest of my life we need to stop saying that stuff we need to stop saying that stuff. It may feel okay to say it. You may feel like you're just being honest. And I'm not saying that we can't be honest with God. Psalms is filled with David being honest with God about where he was and God, I'm crying out to you. Why have you forsaken me? Why did you allow this? Why are you allowing my enemies to pursue me? Why am I here in this pit? I'm not negating that. But when we start talking carelessly as if we don't believe, as if our faith is meaningless, I, I, kind of like how it says here back in verse 16, lukewarm, spiritually useless. How devastating is that to hear? I don't think any of us want to be known as someone whose faith is useless. So I say that again with complete empathy, but at the same time, and not just because that I am married, but because I'm seeing God in other areas of my life outside of the relationship category, that I'm having to ask myself, do I believe God or not? Am I going to stand on what I know in His Word? Am I going to, you know, cast down the thoughts that are telling me otherwise? Am I going to stay in His presence? Am I going to stay in prayer? Am I going to hold on to what I know to be true? We have to ask ourselves that question. Again, it's easy to look at the facts. It's easy to look at what's all around us. It's easy to pay attention to what's not happening. I get it. I get it. And just in full transparency, I did have my moments, so many moments in my 12 years of singleness and thinking that something was wrong, thinking that maybe, you know, maybe I'm too picky. Like I actually had someone tell me that, darn, maybe you're too picky. Maybe you're asking for too much. You know, this whole thing that you want in a husband, maybe just doesn't exist. And I, I remember hearing things from people in those 12 years. And some people were well-meaning, some people were like, hey, just wait on God. You know, he'll bless you when you least expect it. But then there were other people who were more on the carnal side. And they're like, maybe you just need to take what you can get. You know, maybe you just need to do this, maybe you need to do that. And I remember all these little voices and suggestions, but it had to come down to me making the decision. Like, okay, God, it hasn't happened right now, but this is a desire of my heart. This is a desire of my heart. And once he purified my motives and it went from wanting to be married, just to be married, to wanting to be married, to please him, to wanting to be married in a in a relationship that honored him that gave him glory where i wasn't just with somebody just for the sake of being with somebody but i'm actually with a man that loves god who has his own personal relationship with him who seeks him once my mo- once my motives were purified it changed the game But even when it changed, that doesn't mean that it happened right away. I I think by the time 2020 happened, going into 2021, that's when my motives begin to change for marriage. And next thing I know, within a few months, I meet my husband. So again, I don't know why for some it happens sooner than later. We've talked about that before. I don't know why. I can't begin to tell you I'm not God. But what I can tell you is this, that God can't be anything but good. That is something that has been really hitting home with me these last few weeks, if not months, God can't be anything but good. So even if I'm in a situation that I think is bad, that has no hope, God can't do anything but be good. He can't be anything but good. That's who he is. That's his nature. So if that's the case, and if I find myself in a wilderness season, or if I find myself feeling I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, lean into the rock, my friends, because the rock is Jesus Christ. The rock is Jesus Christ. So don't play the fence about, well, if it happens, it happens. Or if it doesn't, then okay, that I already know what I'm gonna do in case I have to be alone for the rest of my life. No, believe God for this thing. Why can't you? We believe God for everything else. If unfortunately, let's say for example, God forbid, but if you got a bad report about a family member being terminally ill, wouldn't you believe God for their healing miraculously? like? Like, God, I believe you for this miracle, or let's say, God forbid, something happens with your job and they're contemplating of letting go your department. Wouldn't you believe God for a miracle? Like, okay, God, you're either going to make it to where they keep me on, or you're going to provide another job. That's going to be better pays more. Either way. I trust you. It's like, we believe God for everything else. Why is it so hard to believe God when it comes to matters of the heart? Why is it so difficult to believe God in the area that affects us more than anything? A job could be here and gone tomorrow. Absolutely, but nothing affects your heart like a relationship. Money comes and goes, trends come and go, but nothing affects your heart like a relationship. So if that's one of the most precious things that we can go through when our heart is involved with someone else, why would we believe God for it? And again, look within take self inventory and ask yourself these questions but i think we really need to get to a point where like okay god i may not like where i am i may not like how this is going it may feel like i'm getting older the clock is ticking but i believe you i believe you and i say this with love but we as christians have to stop treating the bible again like it's irrelevant or we treat it as common like yeah i know the verse says yeah i know what the bible says but no, what the Bible says is what the Bible says, period. Let's not write it off and be like, well, yeah, you know, I remember seeing a post where a woman, again, just sharing from her heart, just sharing what she was going through. But later on in the post, she said, you know, please, I already know what the Bible says. And to be honest with you, I really don't want to hear it. Well, then you don't want to hear from me because I'm going to tell you what the Bible says, because every solution that we're looking for in life is found in God's word. So we can't just say, you know, I need some advice, but please, you know, don't shove the Bible down my throat. And I'm not talking about shoving it down your throat. I'm not talking about forcing you. I'm not talking about force feeding you. But let's not write the Bible off as if we can't find an answer. Everything that we're looking for. And again, if it's not specified in the word of God, that's what prayer and Holy Spirit is for. You can say, Holy Spirit, I'm going through this thing right now and I need you to guide me. I need you to lead me. I'm, I'm confused. I don't know where to turn. I don't know where to go. Can you fill in the gaps with me for this? He will do that. But you have to go to his word first. A lot of us are looking for this word from God. We want him to speak to us. But the main place that he speaks, we don't read the main place where he speaks we don't read and i think if we would get back to the basics which is studying the word to rightly divide the word of truth whether you do it in the morning or if you're like me you take the night shift and you have your quiet time before bed that has been working for me probably going on maybe three months now i think i started you see yeah i think going on three months now That I've been more intentional with my quiet time, Bible reading, prayer, seeking the Lord. And again, the the clarity that has been coming to my mind is not like I've had it before, but I feel like with every year that I decide to go deeper and deeper with God, what I thought was clear before is even clearer now. So don't negate what the Word of God can do for you. I'm gonna say that again. Don't negate what the word of God can do for you. He is relevant. He does care about you. This season that you're in is not a punishment. It's not a punishment. You're not sentenced because you did something wrong. Again, I can't fully tell you why, but I will ask you this, will you believe God or not? Are you gonna be hot or are you gonna be cold? Choose a side, don't ride the fence. And if you're struggling in this area, and let's say there is some resentment towards God. You may not want to admit it, but there are some Christian singles that are bitter. There are some Christian singles that are resentful. They may, not, they may not ever express it because they don't want to come across as if their faith has been shaken. or they want to, And they don't want to come across as if they're angry at God. But the truth is, they really are. Like, okay, God, I believed you for this thing. Why hasn't it happened? I'm telling you, there, there's a lot to this but I think we just, we just need to come to the conclusion, like, you know what, Lord, I don't have to understand it to trust you. I don't have to see it to trust you. I may not fully comprehend everything that's going on all around me, but I'm choosing to trust you. Don't be indifferent. Don't get complacent. Continue to seek the Lord. You have no idea what's right around the corner for you in your life. No idea. And what's crazy is that we see things from one perspective but God sees the entire picture. I think of it as, you know, having one piece to the puzzle, right? You only have one piece, but God sees the entire picture. So if you say that you believe Jesus is the son of God, if you confessed him with your mouth, you've made a decision to follow him, then believe him, believe him. A lot of the miracles that took took place in the Bible was because the people believed the miracles that didn't take place was because of unbelief. Even with the children of Israel, the fact that they took 40 years to get to the promised land, their lack of unbelief, unbelief. And I remember reading that in John Bevere's book, God, Where Are You?, talking about the wilderness season. The whole point of the wilderness season is to grow you, to mature you, to develop you, to shed things off of you that you don't need, as you're going into the next season and as you're going into the next level that God has for you. But trust, if you're murmuring, if you're complaining, if you have this indifferent attitude and you're just talking carelessly like, well, if it happens or if not, you know, maybe God will, if if that's your conversation, you can delay your blessing and stay in the wilderness longer. So I pray that this, again, doesn't bring condemnation but it may be a hard truth to swallow, but I hope and pray that it resonates so that you can go back to your prayer clause and say, okay, God, are there areas in my life where I become lukewarm? Are there areas, Father, where I've just almost lost hope in what you can do for me? And if that's the case, you can ask God to forgive you. You can say, God, I'm sorry, I wanna recommit. And regardless if you give, give me what I'm asking for today, Regardless, I believe you. I believe you. I believe your word. I believe that you have nothing but good things in store for me. I believe that all things work together for good. I believe that my future... I I, I believe that you have so much in store for my future. It reminds me of the song that um, Brandon Lake did with Chandler... um, With... uh, Oh, I think... And I'm thinking, goodness, same, that's my mind. But you know what I'm talking about. Chandler Moore, I'm thinking, hopefully. Um, but uh, fear is not my future. So if you need to listen to that song, it's a pick me up, go listen to it. But let's not live in fear. Let's not live in fear. Let's not go back and forth of what's going to happen, the what ifs and what if this, what if that. Worry is just a waste of time. Worry is is a waste of time because the bible says we cannot add a single hour to our life by being anxious we cannot do anything by being anxious if anything worry paralyzes us it takes away from the present it robs us of what god is doing in our lives right now okay i was right fear is not my future brandon lake and chandler moore i don't know why i drew a blank there but there you go i was on a roll but if you need to listen to that go and listen to it. But again, I hope that this resonated with you, encouraged you, maybe challenged you, and we're either going to believe God or we're not. So I'll let you make that decision for yourself. So Father, thank you for those that are listening right now. Holy Spirit, I pray that if we've been riding the fence, if we've been indifferent, if we've been going back and forth of believing you and then not believing you and allowing our emotions and circumstances to dictate our faith, Father, forgive us. And I pray, Father, that we would put our faith solely in you, that we would put our trust solely in you, not in our circumstances, not in our feelings. Yes, our circumstances are real. Life is happening to all of us, but that doesn't change who you are. Yes, our emotions are real, Father. We feel things. We experience things. But that does not change who you are. It does not change what your word says. So, Holy Spirit, I pray that we would just put a stake in the ground and declare that regardless of what happens, that we believe you. We take you at your word. We believe you. We trust you. We know that you only have good things in store for us. And even when bad things do happen, God, you know how to turn those bad things around to work for our good so that we come out stronger so that we come out father more developed where we have more character where there's more fruits of the spirit being produced in our lives father and we're that much more useful to the kingdom lord we don't want to be spiritually useless we don't want father just be taking up space because your word says that if the vine is not if if fruit is not being produced you will prune us you will prune us and Father, some of us have been a pruning season for a long time, but I pray that we would trust you throughout the process. God, I pray that we would lean into your word like never before. Father, I pray that you would renew the strength of those who are feeling discouraged right now in their singleness, renew the strength of the men, renew the strength of the women. Father, I pray that they would stop looking at themselves, nitpicking and wondering what's wrong with them, but that they will look to you, Father, knowing that their fulfillment, true fulfillment comes within your presence, being a child of the King. Because yes, having a spouse is amazing, but Lord, a spouse cannot fulfill us. We were meant to be loved, and we were meant to be loved by you, Father, first and foremost. It's wonderful to be loved by another human being. It's an incredible experience, Father, but it first begins with you. Love first begins with you, being loved by you, spirit to spirit. So, God, I thank you that we are seeing the error of our ways, not allowing condemnation to come in, but that we are looking within, Father, and asking you to help us change, to help us grow, help us to mature. So, God, I pray that you would just bless. I ask, Father, you would keep us, sustain us. And, Father, in these last days, I pray that we would shine brighter than ever before to be a light in the earth. To shine Jesus more than our desires, more than what we want, more of you, less of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for those that are tuning in. Thank you for checking this out. Subscribe if you have not already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can also follow at my single plus on Instagram. And you can also check out the blogs that I write for the Christian Singles Hub. So if you're looking for godly community, check out the Christiansingleshub.com. There is an in-person U.S. tour going on. So you definitely want to sign up to see if they are coming to a city near you so you can build community, meet new people. We also have online events on the Hub platform. There's also a Facebook group. So, so many opportunities for you to be among fellow believers. So Don't feel like you have to go through this alone. There are so many others that are in the same boat as you are, and we can lock arms and support one another. So thank you all so much. Again, share this podcast with your friends, family. Appreciate it. And God bless. Have a good one. Bye.